0: This bulletin tributes floor for Indigenous trailblazer Dr. Louija O'Donoghue. The federal government announces its draft for fuel efficiency standards. And the death toll continues to climb in Chile as residents begin to assess the damage of raging fires. Tributes are pouring across the political spectrum for Dr. Loeja O'Donoghue, the Akanjara woman who died at her Adelaide home aged 91. Dr. O'Donoghue was renowned as the first Aboriginal person to train as a nurse, as well as for her roles lobbying for native title rights and serving as the founding chair of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Commission, known as ATSIC. Aboriginal leader and founder of the Cape York Partnership, Noel Pearson, says the legacy of trailblazer Dr. Louise O'Donoghue will not fade as the Indigenous community mourns and remembers her, life, her life's achievements. Noel Pearson has remembered Dr. O'Donoghue as the country's greatest Indigenous leader. Her sacrifice for the cause of her people and her dedication to our welfare Led to so many good things under her leadership. When she led ATSIC between 1990 and 1996, they were our best years. We gained so much. The now disbanded Aboriginal Trust Trade Islander Commission gave advice to government and delivered programs and funding to Indigenous communities. Green Senator Duynda Cox says the inquiry she's led into missing and murdered Indigenous women and children is producing compelling evidence, but she wants to see greater cooperation from authorities and potentially a royal commission. The landmark national inquiry has received more than 40 submissions detailing the disproportionately high rates of violence against First Nations women and children. Miss Cox, a Nunga and the Amaji woman, has told the ABC the inquiry is a good starting point, but she wants a greater transparency about the figures at a national level. She says there is anecdotal evidence that in some jurisdictions, no one is looking for Indigenous women who are known to be missing. What I do think is there needs to be a more intensive look at that and possibly a Royal Commission. Um, What we haven't had is uh, the cooperation from particular jurisdictions in my home state of Western Australia that we would have liked to have seen the police and other people uh, come to the table and have more conversations about uh, their responses in particular and not just about historical cases but also more recent ones. Uh, We need to be able to look at this in greater detail. We also need to have much more time... The inquiry is due to release its final report in June. The federal government has released its draft for fuel efficiency standards, which aims to slice total new passenger vehicle emissions by 60% over the next five years. The standards would force suppliers to import more low- and no-emission vehicles, making Australia more competitive in the international market. Transport Minister Catherine King says it's part of an effort to bring Australia in line with other countries such as the United States. This is of course all about choice for consumers, making sure that people have the choice to have the most efficient vehicles in our marketplace available to buy when you're wanting to purchase a new vehicle. And that's really good for consumers and consumers' hip pocket, making sure that we're getting those fuel savings as best we possibly can. We know that by 2028, this will save uh, average consumers on each vehicle each year over $1,000. Uh, that's an enormous amount of savings. Australia is one of the only ad- is one of the only advanced economies in the world without efficiency standards, which which force vehicle suppliers to meet an average emissions emissions target for new cars sold. Debate over debate over the stage three tax cuts has continued to dominate the agenda as politicians return to Canberra to prepare for the first sitting day of the new year. The Shadow Cabinet are meeting this afternoon to decide whether to support Labor's proposed changes which would redistribute redistribute more of the planned tax cuts to low- and middle-income earners. The reform's future is unclear, with the opposition labelling the amendments to the Morrison-era package, a breach of voters' trust. But Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the Coalition have the details they need to make a decision. We want to see the tax changes that we've proposed, legislated by the Parliament. Uh, I'll be introducing the legislation tomorrow, Uh, We have provided all of the detail, we've provided all of the legislation. Uh, The Liberals and Nationals have no more excuses to keep stumbling around and stuffing around and trying to come up with some kind of excuse uh, to oppose more tax cuts for more people. New analysis by the Grattan Institute shows 83% of taxpayers could expect to pay the same or less tax over the next 10 years under the government's proposed changes. The death count from Chile's wildfire disaster is climbing with at least 99 people now reported killed and hundreds more still missing. Residents have begun to take stock of the damage with entire neighbourhoods burnt out in the coastal city of Vina del Mar. President Gabriel Boric has warned the country faces a tragedy of very great magnitude and says Chileans must be prepared for more bad news. Authorities have imposed a 9 p.m. curfew and have called in the military while firefighting helicopters battle more than 90 raging fires. A resident of Villa Vigna del Mar, Maria Soledad Suarez, says her husband Sergio has lost his workshop and all his tools along with their home. He always thought there would be a tragedy, an earthquake or something like that, and we would have been left with nothing to eat. So we had three fridges where we would have fruit, in the other chicken and red meat, and in the other vegetables. It was all lost. It was all burnt. There's not a trace of the fridges left. The president of Namibia, Hage Gengob, has died aged 82. Mr Gengob was undergoing medical treatment in a hospital in Namibia's capital, Windhoek. President Gengob was the third to hold the office in a country that only became independent in the 1990s, ceding from South Africa. Namibia's acting president, Nangolo Mbumba, has mourned Mr. Ngenkov's death and called for patience. The Namibian nation has lost a distinguished servant of the people, a liberation struggle icon, the chief architect of our constitution, and the pillar of the Namibian House. At this moment of deepest sorrow, I appeal to the nation to remain calm and collected while the government's attempts to all necessary state arrangements, preparations, and other protocols. New presidential parliamentary elections are scheduled to take place in the country later this year. Australian pop icon Kali has won the inaugural Grammy for best pop dance record for her song Padam Padam. It is Minogue's first Grammy win in 18 years and only her second Grammy in a career spanning more than 25 years. Brother and studio duo Billy Eilish and Phineas collected the trophy for best song for visual media for their Barbie ballad, What Was I Made For? Miss Eilish is also performing at the Los Angeles ceremony along with U2 and Dua Lipa. But all eyes will be on Taylor Swift to see if she becomes the first artist ever to win Album of the Year, four years running for Midnights. And to sport, football's governing body has announced in a live stream that the FIFA World Cup. For 2026, the final will be held in New Jersey's MetLife Stadium on July 19, 2026. The World Cup, which will be co-hosted by the United States, Canada and Mexico, is the first to include 48 teams. The announcement, which featured star appearances from Canadian singer Drake and U.S. celebrity Kim Kardashian, also revealed the opening ceremony and first match will be held in Mexico's Azteca Stadium. Mexico's head coach Jaime Los Sano says he's thrilled Mexico will be hosting a record third opening World Cup match. Very happy and excited about this news. Obviously June 11th is going to be a massive party in this country, but the Azteca, just imagine the energy you're going to feel. How our supporters are going to be buzzing with excitement having their national team host an opening match for the third time in history. FIFA says the tournament schedule was created in consultation with the coaches of the national teams in an attempt to keep travelling distances for teams and fans to a minimum. The tournament runs from the 11th of June until the 19th of July, 2026. And now having a look at the weather around the country for this Monday afternoon, Broome scattered thunderstorms, 32, Perth, sunny, 28, Adelaide, partly cloudy, 25, Melbourne, cloudy, 22, Hobart, a shower, 2, 21, Albury, Wodonga, cloudy, 26, Canberra, rain, 27, Wollongong, rain and a possible storm, 30 degrees, Sydney, a shower, 2 and a possible storm, 33, Newcastle mostly sunny 37, Brisbane partly cloudy 32, Townsville cloudy 31, Keynes showers 31, Alice springs windy 41 degrees, Darwin sunny and 33, and the Torres Strait Islands scattered thunderstorms and a top of 31 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.